Welcome back to the Browns from the Podium podcast, the show where we feature all the daily press conferences from before and after practice rolled into one podcast. I'm Jason Gibbs. On today's show, you will hear from head coach Kevin Stefanski, offensive line coach Bill Callahan, linebacker coach Jason Tarver, linebacker Sione Takitaki, and tight end David Njoku. First up, head coach Kevin Stefanski talking with the media before a rainy day 10 of practice at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus. Okay, guys, fire away. Kevin, are you changing anything practice-wise today with the uh, weather? No, if it's lightning, we'll go inside, but otherwise we'll be out here. Kevin, three defensive linemen weren't practicing yesterday. Mm-hmm. Any update on what the, what their injury status is? Uh, any, any concerns? Yeah, I t- Isaiah Thomas and Alex Wright are going to miss some time with uh, a, a knee injuries, separate knee injuries. Uh, who's the other one you're with? Uh, Mohurst. Uh, was poked in the eye. He should be back. Did they get hurt in the game? Um, did they get hurt in the game? One guy got hurt in the game. One guy got hurt before. When, when you say miss some time, could that bleed into the season? It or? could. Mm-hmm. And then we saw J.O.K. had his hand wrapped up pretty good. He's, okay. he's fine. Angry. Yeah, he's fine. Did you offer any more clarity on the quarterback play time today? No, well, I want. I always like to talk to the team first uh, about our playtime, so I'll I'll cover that with the guys when we get back in on uh, on Wednesday. Uh, We'll we'll play some guys in this game, but I'll let you guys know uh, as we get closer. It looked like the defense had another good day yesterday. Is there any frustration going on the offense? No. Good days are good for the Browns. Uh, I think both sides are pushing each other. Again, when, when you're when you're at your best, somebody wins a period, then the other side wins a period, and that's just getting good at football is really just pushing each other. And with the, like, it seems like there's been some pressure at the side from the pass rush. So you know, I, we know that he can escape plays. So is it hard to exactly judge whether or not he'd be able to extend it or how to handle that when there's pressure early? Yeah, I think uh, in the settings when, when you're working against the defensive line and uh, when the Defense lineman wins clean. It's a, obviously going to be a sack. Now you continue to play the play so that you can get better in your coverage elements down the field. You can get better in your routes. Uh, so there's certain, certainly some plays where the you know he, the quarterback's going to have to make a miss. When you get into games, is when you get those real live reps of, of when it's real football. Kevin, Anthony, and Sione both talked about kind of the, their bond kind of becoming stronger as they've kind of gone through this rehab process together. Can mm-hmm. you? Can you speak to what you've seen out of those two, you know, their relationship? Yeah, well, I mean, two guys that are big leaders in the linebacker room on the defensive side of the ball and for our football team. Uh, They both play with great passion. They both are uh, great workers in the weight room, in the meeting rooms, you name it. So uh, not surprising that they bond uh, together over those type of things. Finding out the tough guys out here, aren't we? There goes Tom Withers. See you, Tom. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. um, in terms of Alex and Isaiah, those yeah. guys were really kind of coming along, showing yeah. some nice development, and you know, again, how unfortunate just to kind of think about them. Yeah, as you know, Mary Kay, injuries are uh, our least favorite part about this game. Uh, those guys will both be back, but they're they're going to have to deal with these injuries, and uh, and we'll support them as they do. What's Harrison's? Uh, uh, injury or, or reason for yeah that's a, a medical condition I'm, I can't really comment on it Kevin I know you've talked about James Hudson a little bit AVP praised him last week said he's matured a lot in, the last, in year three or whatever how have you guys seen that, that part of yeah uh, James has done a nice job you know uh, gives us good reps at right and left 
you know, you love the way he practices and plays, former defensive player, so he plays with an edge. Uh, but I thought he's really taken to all the techniques that Coach Peters and Coach Callahan have been working with him constantly. I think you see him taking the technique from individual into the practice periods and into the game. We know Jim wants to rotate a bunch of guys across that D-line. So with those two injuries at end, I know you signed a guy today, but do you have enough bodies? Like, will you continue yeah. to add there? Well, I, I mean, you monitor every position, but feel comfortable with the guys that we have. We talked to, to Brandon yesterday and then Jason today, and one of the things they like is the different body types in both of those rooms, mm-hmm. the cornerback room and the linebacker room. How important is it to have guys who look different, play different, just all those different types of guys? Yeah, I mean, they come in all shapes and sizes. And I think you've seen uh, certainly at the linebacker position, at, at DB, at corner, uh, you know, there's guys that have won with great size and length. I think back to my days uh, growing up with Bobby Taylor at the Eagles. He was drafted to be a Michael Irvin stopper. Uh, and then you had some smaller corners that, I, you know, I was around for Antoine Winfield, who was as tough as they come. So uh, there's a variety of ways to win. So not surprised uh, that our coaches feel that way, and I feel that same way too. At, at linebacker, uh, we have, you can have some guys that are thumpers, that are big, uh, been around some guys that are considered stand-up nose guards. Then you have guys that are a little bit more sideline to sideline and can win with speed and can win with uh, power as well. Kevin, one of the one-on-one matchups that's been somewhat entertaining to watch from the outside looking in has been Denzel and Elijah Moore. Just, um, you know, the back-and-forth competition between them. How, how do you how do you feel about that and just how much better are they making each other? Yeah, I thought, you know, these guys are so competitive, and those are two great players. And they knew that we always do that with our one-on-ones. The last rep is for push-ups, and, and both, both those guys wanted to go. It wasn't going to be those two guys, and then Elijah and Denzel kind of demanded that they wanted one more rep. Uh, they're going to they're go uh, – one guy's going to win one day, the other guy's going to win the next day. It's just what you get with great players. But I think there's a great message in there for all of our players, our young guys in particular, where iron sharpens iron, and, and you want to go good versus good as often as you can because it's only going to make you better. Kevin, as far as uh, you know, practicing kind of in the rain and on the wet field, mm-hmm. any concern whatsoever about a, a slippery track and what that? Yeah, brings? It's football. <laughs> you know, you got to you got to get you got to get used to playing in the conditions. Mm-hmm. Coach, from an identity standpoint, are you happy with where you are right now? Identity. Yeah, I think you're building your identity throughout training camp and throughout the preseason. Uh, I think for us, we really focus on. Uh, our work. We focus on today, and I think that builds into our identity where we don't get too far ahead of ourselves, uh, but we want to make sure that we're keeping the main thing, the main thing, and for us, that's practice today. From the point that you got to Len Jones in after the draft to what you saw from him Thursday, how far do you feel like he's come in this time span? Yeah, young player uh, coming along, uh, had some good moments, had some moments that he, he needs to get better at. So I just see a, a young player who's a work in progress like all of our young players, but you know, the nice part about Dewan, uh, he, he, he works, and, and you have to when you're, you know, getting coached by Coach Callahan and Coach Peters and Coach DeCoster and, and with the offensive line that we have, uh, you're, you're going to work. And, and he uh, he's made sure that every day he shows up here and, and he's putting in that work. Coach, um, no mix identity and culture. Yeah. Has there been like a certain phrase or catching saying or motto that's going to get you on the locker room to kind of add into that? Not that I know of. Uh, you know, you, those things do happen organically. Uh, but not that nothing jumps out to mind. Kevin, being asked about uh, the offense kind of 
winning sometimes, having ups yeah. and downs. How do you mentally help them mentally balance a day where they're maybe up and then the next day they're down? I feel like that's a process, isn't it? Yeah, and that's that's football. You're going to have a good quarter followed by a tough quarter. You're going to throw an interception potentially. You know, you got to bounce back. So, you know, one of the things we talk a lot we talk about a lot is resiliency and. If you don't have that, you're not going to make it very long in football because you're just going to you face tough times week in and week out. Sometimes by quarters, sometimes it's every third game. You know, the tough times are coming. You really just have to have that mentality that we're going to bounce back. Next up, it's offensive line coach Bill Callahan. He talked about what he saw from Dewan Jones in the Hall of Fame game last Thursday and the development of the young players in the room. Playing a good number of reps. I thought it was it was positive in the fact that. You know, they're getting game-like reps so early in the process. And, of course, you've got three more games on top of that. Uh, that's beneficial. And then, of course, what I think is really good now is a new rule that they've implemented where everybody's going to stay for the cutdown so no one's getting eliminated until the final cutdown. So I think it's great for these guys to get all this work so early on in the process. Could you touch on the, the progress of the wand? Jason Harvard's probably here. Rookie minicamp mm-hmm. looked like he really struggled to – I think proof football focus that he didn't allow a pressure uh, while playing all the snaps the other night. Yeah, I think that, you know, for any rookie coming in as an offensive lineman, it's going to be a process. It's going to be a learning scenario. Uh, and they're going to learn incrementally as they go along. Uh, I really thought his pass protection took some major steps. Uh, he still has a long ways to go yet. Uh, we're still working on the run technique aspects of his play to make him a more complete player. But it was good to see him perform, you know, uh, under the lights against good competition, you know, taking third down sets, which are so critical to protection. Um, yeah, a lot of positives. So uh, we, we came away pleased, you know, again, you know, as we look at it, uh, just a broad picture, you know, a broad, broad brush looking at it, you say, God, that's really good because he did, you know, he stayed in front. He got his man, you know, he finished off. But there's so many little things that he can improve upon. And self-admittingly, you know, he, he agrees with that. He can see where he can improve his hands and his feet and his, his body posture and obviously um, some of his overall reactions and counters. Are you unconcerned about his stamina after seeing him play 74 snaps? I think everybody's stamina in training camp can get better. You know, yesterday we went through a no, uh, no huddle, you know, period where we really try to push our players and try to tax them you know, take them to the limit conditionally. And so uh, I, I think they can always get better, you know, especially with the tempo things that we're doing right now, trying to play at a higher tempo, playing more on the ball. I think that's really positive, and it requires a lot of stamina, you know, especially when you get into the later portions of the game. So what have you seen out of James Hudson as he heads into the yeah. been really pleased with his progress uh, coming into training camp, especially in the off season. Uh, he did really good things. Uh, from a technique perspective, he showed growth, he showed maturity. Uh, I, I love his passion. So his tempo has picked up, his aggressiveness has picked up. Uh, I like his swing versatility that he gives us. He's become a more uh, a better uh, player because of his intelligence. He's smart, he can anticipate quicker. Uh, his pass sets have improved. Um, but you know, again, like you know, we're still going through training camp, so uh, we're excited about his progress. We just want to see that consistency, you know, extend throughout, you know, this period going into the season. It seems like Tyrone Whitley is, is uh, earning some kudos from you guys. Mm-hmm. Good yeah, we really like him a lot. Um, you know, he's been banged up the last week, so he was 
uh, not able to get all the reps that we wanted them to get in practice and in the game. But we're looking forward to the next three weeks, you know, or the next three games, that is, to see him more uh, earlier so that we can get a good evaluation of him against good competition. But we've been pleased. You know, here's a guy that, uh, my God, he was, a, he was a tight end a few years ago, and he's transitioned not only from a skill position but into a power position. He's added additional weight. Uh, my God, he's up around 330 pounds now. So I think and we feel that he's still growing into his body. He's still making adjustments, making tweaks, but he's really athletic. He's shown the ability to get on the edge, you know, and pe pass protect against good speed rushers. Now it's just a matter of it all together, you know, his run technique, his pass technique. But really excited about what he brings in terms of swing value for us. Do you feel it's at all a little, little risky if you went into the season with only Hudson and Jones as your backup tackles without a veteran presence there? I know Hudson's in his third year now. Well, you got Tyrone Wheatley, who's been with us as well. So, you know, hopefully we can take five into the season with us. You know, I, I, I really feel, and I know Andrew feels this way as well, that you can never have enough of those tackles, you know, because that's a commodity. And the more you can develop them and train them, uh, it just adds to your depth. So we feel like we've got really good depth, you know, and we're always looking to add another, uh, another player to develop at that position. But, boy, tackles, they, they come and go. You know, I mean, they're... they're the durability, you know, the pounding that they go through, and of course with a 17-game season now, the durability issue is really huge, you know, so you may lose one or two for a period of time, hopefully not too long. But those guys that come in, you know, they got to step up and play immediately. Thinking of like a Hubbard type, or Chris Hubbard type. Yeah. Six, seven years in the league. Yeah. You don't, you don't see the need right now for that type of player? On the I don't match. think so. I think we we have a young group of guys that are they have good experience, not great, but good enough where, you know, they can come off and play. And, of course, when you have a young rookie player, when you draft them in the fourth round, they're going to play, you know, whether you like it or not. In this day and age, the young players are going to play. There's no such thing. In my mind, as a backup, I think I've stated that before, those guys are going to play, and they're going to play early. And whether you like it or not, if they get drafted, they're going to play. Mm -hmm. And so, Get you know, ready. they're going to, you know, Dewan may be in that situation, you know, uh, hope, hopefully not. I hope we keep our guys healthy, but you never know. And then there's also, you know, the, those extended roles where they come in as a, as a substitute tight end, you know, gives a little more power on the edge. So that goes into the thinking as well, so we can kind of, spoon feed those young tackles into the play similarly like we did last year with James Hudson, Michael Dunn, where they come in there and they play that uh, wide position. This is such a big year for Jed Wills. Just what have you seen mm -hmm. from him yeah. in uh, uh, evolution or development mm -hmm. uh, going into, uh, I think it's fourth year. Yeah, I, th I think he's really progressed. Um, there were, you know, we came out of last year's film evaluation, the scheme eval from off season, and we saw a lot of positive things in his play. We saw steps, you know. Now we want it to be more physical. We want it to be uh, more, I would say, uh, more consistent in terms of the finish. We like to see that finish become more, more violent, <laughs> you know, more physical. I think we're pushing that. We've had long conversations about that. Uh, and, and, you know, Jed, he's a great kid, you know, and he takes constructive criticism well. He takes challenges well. So he's up for it. You know, he wants to get better. He's shown that. In the uh, offseason, he's shown that in training camp. Uh, he's becoming a more consistent pass protector. We've added some things to his repertoire in terms of technique. So uh, we're really hopeful. And I know that he's really challenged, you know, to get better and improve because, uh, you know, there's some big things out there ahead of him.
Phil, at this point in your career, how rewarding mm -hmm. is it to see those young guys, whether it's mm -hmm. DeWan or yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, you know, that's what we do it for, you know, to help these guys. So when you see players emerge and improve, you know, it's gratifying as a coach, but I'm really thrilled for them, you know, as a player. You know, I mean, that's, that's what we're here for is to help them. And the players, you know, when, when, when you can show them things that can improve their game, you know, you just develop a trust between each other. And that just kind of permeates, you know, forward into the future. And so when, you know, things come up, they lean on you. So it's always kind of a solution-based um, situation we're in. But it's it's really cool. Yeah. And when you have like a standard like Joel up front, how mm -hmm. much does that help those young guys? Oh, immensely. Yeah. I mean, I think the world of Joel and the consummate pro. But everything he does from a technique perspective is so precise. You know, there's such precision in his game. You know, at times it's flawless. The way he can move his feet, the way he can position himself on a on a defender, not only in the run game, out on the perimeter, but then again in pass pro, which is so important. You know, he's always in the right position. You know, we call it positional leverage. He always has that. And then you add that element of physicality to it. You know, you got a really good player. Bill, you're gonna yeah. run the ball a lot more out of the shotgun this year. It's mm -hmm. obvious in the pistol. How does yeah. that affect the line? Is that a big transition? How's that going? I don't think so. I, I don't think it, it changes uh, relative to what's being asked of them up front. You know, it's the same set, of, the same standard of technique that we're using when we're in the eye, and we will still be in the eye, and we are evolving to more gun run situations and pistols. But that doesn't affect you know any of the te the techniques don't change just because we're in the gun or we're in the pistol. Does it affect the running back more than the line. Well, it just alters his course of action, and of course the reads come a little bit different because you're in the gun. You know, you don't have the depth or the vision to see it. You know, when you're at depth, but when you're in the offset positions, you can. You know, you really have to have good vision because you're coming across the ball. You know, so it's a little bit different. You know, the vision gets skewed a little bit. You know, sort of speak. Yeah. Uh, we see you guys are coaching He's hard. How has he mm -hmm. get frustrated with the Greenbrier? Yeah. So, how, how's he come along from a conditioning and a maturity? Yeah, he's getting better. You know, he's he's maturing. It's it's small steps, and uh, I think realizes that you know he gets a little frustrated with some of the things that he's not able to do yet. But you know, we just keep pre preaching patience with him, and you know, buy in and look. Everybody goes through it. You know, so he's not the first one, you know, to, to come into this. So everybody's been affected when they're young, you know, and all of a sudden you're pressurized to go stand up and, and make plays and, you know, make uh, make the right adjustments and perform with the right techniques. And if it and if you don't do it, what happens? You get a little frustrated. So they see like a Joel Petonio or they see Wyatt Teller or Posick. They, they, he watches those guys as well as Jack Conklin. And it's seamless, those guys. But those guys have had over 10,000 reps, so it's it's a lot easier. So when you come in, it's 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 new, it's different, it's frustrating, and you just have to work through those frustration levels, okay, to, to get players where they need to be. Another transition is uh, now Watson being there for 17 games yeah. and, and the spacing he needs. And mm -hmm. How is that going? How's the line learning their quarterback? I think it's been great. You know, I, I we've really studied Deshaun. He's a little bit deeper in the pocket. You know, he's taller and deeper in the pocket than what we've had in the past. And uh, we've we've always adjusted to the depth of the quarterback. 
So we've arranged the past sets and constructed them as such where, you know, we're still, you know, we're still aggressive, we're still proactive, uh, but we're, we've modified some things to take, you know, to adhere to where he's at and what he's doing. Because he's an escape artist, you know. Yeah. I mean, we can do some things to expand the pocket and let him push up and pull out if he needs to. So I think trying to create those lanes and protection is really important for a mobile quarterback. They don't have eyes at the back of their heads, so how yeah. do they learn? It's feel and it's angles, you know. The, so all those linemen up front have different angle sets to what they do. So, you know, the situation, the down and distance dictates that. So whether it's pocket expansion or if we constrict the pocket, that all changes by down and distance. So, so I don't know if that makes sense, but we that's about as simple as I can explain it. So we try to really just alter, you know, the different sets of the players, you know, to complement what we're doing in the passing game and complement where the launch point is for the quarterback. I think that's really important. And Griffith, just I'll do final questions here for Coach. He, he's making, trying to make plays back there. Yep. They just got to get used to that, right? Oh, yeah. He's going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, there's a lot of – I think we've we've seen a lot of mobile quarterbacks across the NFL, and you see guys that that are escape artists that can that can elude the rush. And my experience with Deshaun in the, in the in last season watching him move, you know, if, if the reads – you know, if he's read out – and he needs to move on in terms of, you know, making a play, pushing the pocket and escaping. He's shown that. He's strong in the pocket. And I think we've built enough lanes within our set angles to allow him to escape in the pocket. So, you know, we're, we're in tune to it. Trust me. Yeah. Absolutely. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, okay. you. you bet. Thank you. Jason Tarver talked to the media next. Our good friend and linebacker coach talked about the importance of Anthony Walker's leadership and how the Browns are flexible on defense. So, I guess, how, are the, uh, how is the linebacker position different in the scheme than maybe what you guys did last year? Um, it's, it's very similar in how we line up, but our aggressiveness has increased. We can, we can get downhill in certain situations and help take blocks off the D-line. So in our scheme, our D-line's job is to mess stuff up and attack it, and our job is to fix it. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to be off the ball. We're going to be fixing a lot of things. And then when we get our chance to blitz in this system, it's it's pretty awesome. we got to go as fast as the D-line. And so we do a lot of things with the D-line, like competition so you can take off on the ball the fastest. And uh, we'll do some of those today in practice, actually. And, and when you look at the guys you have, um, you know, obviously I know Taki hasn't gotten out there a ton. He's still coming back. Same with AWOC. Okay, all those guys. How do they kind of fit in that almost like just go attack mode? What's, what's great about it is the positions where most of our guys are learning every position. So the position flexibility is great. So they'll all get a chance to blitz and drop and do things. So they all fit well. And what's cool is they all have slightly different skill sets and they know it. And they, it allows us as coaches to use them for what they do best. And so you'll see rotations of linebackers by situations this year. Uh, knock on wood, we stay healthy this year. But um, it's, it allows us to use their strengths to help us make plays. Yeah, I mean, we were talking to Brandon yesterday about the cornerbacks, and it's kind of the same thing, right? Like those guys' roles might change week to week. Is that sort of how it might be with your guys? Yeah, we, if, if certain guys are covering better, we can use them in situations. If certain guys are blitzing better, we can use them in situations. So. You're going to see a rotation anyway because we want to rotate our linebackers so they're fresh. And 
allow them to play the spots that do what they do best and give us matchups from week to week if we need that. With that rotation, how important is it that you guys have been focusing on maybe cleaning up or simplifying the communication? The linebacker seems like that position that it means the most, right? So, I mean, how, how does that affect when you have that rotation of guys? Yeah, we have, we have to answer that, we have two roles on our defense. One is the nerve center, like you said, right? The nerve center of the brain makes quick communications the linebackers and the safeties working together to tell everybody else what to do so they can go fast, right? The corners and the D-line and D-line have people six inches in front of their faces and they need direct things so that they can attack people. And what Coach Schwartz does is he simplifies the scheme so that we can play fast. So it's our job to keep it simple and do that. It's like times tables versus really hard equations, right? I studied hard equations in college. We don't need that. We need to know two times four equals eight and go. All right, I got that right, right. No, I'm kidding. And then the second thing is to control because of the D-line attacking and who's ever rushing. Could be us, could be DBs, who's ever rushing. We need to have our eyes in the right places to make that right. So when you play this style, they need to go knock things around and make plays. There's some good examples yesterday in practice, and we need to be in position to make them right. So physical and then getting the calls out the nerve center. How have the guys responded to that? I mean, is this something they're excited about, or are they, is this a, maybe a, a step out like a learning curve for them? Well, anytime you learn things, you, you get it and you know the words, but then you got to go put it to effect so then it, it goes down, and then you keep wavering, and then you master it. So we're coming up. One of our goals for Greenbrier was to own the scheme, we're coming back out of that. We're getting close. They like it because they all get a chance to do things, and it's quick communication. So the guys are real excited about that part. Coach, uh, JLK is one of the main guys with the new back to back, and uh, it like he had some number expertise his last season. He's made a little change, just you know, his clean shades and a new, a new jersey number and everything. How have you feel his mindset has really been different in terms of transitions going into this season? I think Jeremiah, it, most recently, the past few days has done a really nice job of letting him stay in the moment. His strength is his feel for movement. You guys have heard, everybody's heard this from me and coaches before. His feel for how things move and where the ball is, is elite. And he can make really quick decisions. But sometimes if he's making the complex, if he's making things complex when they should just be simple, see ball, get ball, it'll slow him down sometimes because he takes in so much information. His last three days, he's really allowed himself to do that. So we see him progressing. He needs to stay in that. Um, as for his body, he's become more of a pro so far through camp because you heard it from me at the end of last season, need to get strong, right? Need to get strong because the stronger he is, the more plays he can play, right? And the more consistent he'll be. He has been productive in his snaps throughout his career. But as he continues to keep his strength plan and let himself play in the moment, that's the progression we need to see. Again, last three days, it's starting to come up. He's had some what we call teach reps that are perfect execution of reps, either taking the quarterback off of throws or making plays. I mean, he had four yesterday that are like, do this every time, man. This is perfect. We, we saw he's got one hand wrapped up pretty good. Yeah, you know, Coach Stravinsky talks about injuries, but uh, he is doing well with whatever is bothering him. And, you know, he's with all young players. You, you got to work through bumps, bruises, things that are hurt to play this game because that's what happens. Different things are going to, you know, you got to play through different things. And, and he's doing that right now, so that's good. With Anthony you know, bringing him back up to Austin last year, I mean, how important is he? Yeah, everything he does. Anthony is, he is locked in. He loves football. He's all about football. 
and he approaches it a lot like coaches where he wants to know the rules and why and he's really good like with some of our younger players throughout camp and the Browns internal TV has done some things on it but even yesterday he's the two rookies are in and before I can get to him a walks got him and he's coaching him on the right way to do things so it's really cool you know so his his role of helping and he's so unselfish that it really helps not only as a team, but now he's starting to get some reps, so it's cool to see him back out there and doing it right so everybody else can see him doing it right. You mentioned Jeremiah's skill set, and then you also mentioned what Jim Schwartz does with the D-line and how linebackers are going to have the job of cleaning things up. How much does that weigh in, having the ability to just have that instinct of reading guys, knowing where to go? How much will that actually play into Jim Schwartz's defense in this scheme? Yeah, not just Jeremiah, but all of them, like you said, our job is to, to keep it simple enough so when something moves and the D-line makes somebody move somewhere, to be able to move to the right spot and fix it. And, of course, that is one of Jeremiah's strengths. So as long as his mind is clear, and, again, we keep the, we keep it simple. We don't need to make things harder than they are and and go play fast. That's that's why he's here. That's why we're here. So that part's exciting. A lot has been made about um, Jeremiah's size. Obviously, you just commented on it. Um, with tight ends being such a big factor in the passing game in the NFL today, is there a science to getting Jeremiah in the right body frame so he can kind of cover those, you know, faster, quicker tight ends, but also, you know, kind of keep someone like Lamar Jackson um, from, you know, beating him with his legs? Oh yeah. So what? How Jeremiah is built is. You know, he has length for his body, and he's quick. He has a great ability to keep his feet apart, and he's played in space throughout. Like, I don't know if you've seen his basketball highlights. It's pretty good. But he's played in space, and he has the ability to keep his feet apart, and he has enough length and height in his body to play the bigger framed guys as well as being able to match backs out of the backfield. So some of that in certain type of our match coverages, whether it's man or match zones, that can be really good for this young man. So that's why we got to keep him, keep it simple and keep him covering it. And he's, he's very confident in those things, and that's good. We need him to do that. When we talk about matchups and guys playing different roles, how important is that? I mean, you guys have so many different body types in that room. I mean, how important is that? How valuable is that to you in the, in the gym to just have guys that look different, play different roles? Yeah, I think what's really cool about where we are right now and we need to keep going is the, the different body types in all the position groups on defense. Because now it gives you, it's change-ups, right? It's, uh, you know, you can't throw the same pitch all the time, right? Even those that throw over 100 miles per hour know that, right? Even Classe. So what, what it allows us to do is match by situations or whatever. So say, you know, you got power rushers, you got power backers. They run a run downhill, we'll put those guys in there. And then every once in a while, the next guy might go in and slip a block and make a play. So in all three of the defensive position groups right now, we, we like our flexibility. And we like um, both the mentality and what our guys bring. And what's cool, like we said about the scheme, is use our guys, use the scheme so that we can maximize each player's ability to be their best. The coaches wrapped up. It was time for the players to speak. Up first, linebacker Sione Takitaki. He talks about rehabbing his ACL injury and where he thinks he fits into the Jim Schwartz defense. How you guys doing? I'm doing good. Doing good, yeah. Tell about your week. 
a target for you to get back in team drills? And is it reachable, or what, what's your target? Uh, it's reachable, but we're just, uh, you know, we're taking it day by day, just as, as a staff and um, just, just filling it out as the weeks go on. You're still confident you'll be playing in September? Yeah, I'm really, I'm really confident, yeah. That's the aiming day, but we'll, we'll see when we get closer. Yeah, the, the surgery now, like you said, it's 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 much better. It's, it's a lot of upgrades, you know, better surgeons, and um, you know the medicine too that they have nowadays, and the workouts and stuff to to help guys uh, come back is has uh, definitely skyrocketed to now. Um, still a very hard injury to come back from, but if you do the right things, you could definitely come back, you know, in in, in better shape and uh, and be strong. So, pretty confident in it. And what do they tell you now? Do they say nine months injury? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know when the first game comes around, it's going to be like, what, nine months and, what, a week? You know, so it's that nine to 12-month window. So I feel like we're, we're going to be just fine. Uh, we'll just see how it you know, plays out as we get closer. Sione, you and Awok have sort of been working at working together and, and you guys have gotten your, your recovery. You know, how much has that kind of tightened the bond? Because Anthony was talking back in West Virginia. He mentioned, you know, early on maybe – you know, the relationship wasn't, you know, it was a lot of, you know, in-room competitiveness and everything. How much has that grown just in this, yeah. going yeah, through yeah. this yeah, together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, you know, you got a lot of competitive guys and uh, a lot of alphas in the room. And, you know what I mean? So we would get into it a little bit before. But I feel like, you know, both being injured um, definitely bonded um, that relationship. We were able to grow. I was able to learn about him. He was able to learn about me. And uh, we was working out together, so you know that's 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 very motivating too. And uh, I was able to see how he works, and um, yeah, we hung out together, and it was it was a good time, man. We definitely built a, a bond that's gonna last forever. Sure. What did you learn about him? What have you learned that maybe you didn't yeah. even know? You know, having been a student. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like you know, we're both hard workers. You know, I'm kind of one of those guys. That's like you know, let's knock out what we got to do. Anthony is very he's very detailed. You know, everything he does from like 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. is going to be very detailed out. And, uh, you know, some days I might, you know, just, you know, whatever's thrown at me, I'm kind of, you know, go go with the, you know, with the win. But, you know, Anthony, he's there, you know, he's got this on his 5 p.m. schedule. He's going to knock it out. You know what I mean? So very detailed guy. Um, as you can tell, man, he's a, he's a pro, he's a vet. So uh, that was definitely something I learned about him. So will you break down this Jim Schwartz defense for us? <laughs> no, man, no, we're going we're to keep it in-house, know, you know what I mean? How does it suit you, though, and how, did, how do you think it suits the personnel that you have? Yeah, we got a bunch of guys that just play downhill. You know, you guys you know, have heard about it. Um, just an attacking style. I feel like the linebacker room, D-line, to all the guys that they brought in, I feel like it fits fits this style of defense that that Shorts is bringing, um, and uh, you know they brought in Z, you know DT, uh, drafted some guys, some big dudes, and so um, they're they're going to make our jobs a lot easier. You know the back seven, and then we got good guys that can cover. So you know we're going to make it work. Is it drastically different, I mean, or does it? I mean, it, in, in the way that it suits you, do you mm -hmm. like playing that style to be aggressive and kind of downhill? Yeah, you know. I, in high school and college, you know, if I was coming straight out of college, I'd be like, yeah, I want a system like this. But, I, you know, I, I learned the other system where, you know, you got to be a little bit more patient. They put a lot more on linebackers. But, um, you know, I definitely like this style, man, where, 
you know, they're going to uh, unhandcuff us and we're going to just fly around and make plays. So, so I'm excited. You have a new defense coordinator, you have a new special teams coordinator. You're two specialties. You have to be anxious to dive in there by now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, man. I, I feel like through this whole process, I had to learn how to be patient. I'm not a very patient guy, you know what I mean? I'm a little impatient, but um, so I'm excited to get back. You know, I'm happy that I was able to come back and, uh, you know, start running around with the guys, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm pretty happy where we're at and getting back. Finally, David Njoku talked about what he learned from Hall of Famer Joe Thomas and how he's built chemistry with Deshaun Watson this offseason. How are you feeling today? I feel good. Thanks for asking. You like the rain? The rain? Yeah, you like rain or? Huh? You like rain or do you like to stay away from rain? Doesn't matter to me. Damn, it feels like this has been a pretty competitive game. Mm-hmm. Jim's, Jim's group likes to talk a little bit. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I mean, this, I feel like this year is probably the most competitive camp thus far. Um, it's really good for us. You know? um, it shows you who you are during you know, moments of uh, stress or being uncomfortable, you know, how you perform. So it's good. Yeah. I like it. I guess my personality, you know, I, I feed off that a lot. Uh, I'd rather that than quiet, you know. So, yeah. See other guys kind of responding to it too. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, it goes it goes back and forth, but that's the the beauty of competition. You know, what I mean, uh, if it, if the defense makes a play, they're gonna be all rah rah, and then you know we we, we watch that, we see the the, the hype over there, then we wanna you know take it to them so you know it's, it's, it's good competition how much talking do they do out there <clears throat> you're such a big target such a physical target you know and they if they're able to break up a pass on you or whatever just how much chirping do they do um a lot <laughs> but uh that's welcomed you know especially especially during these you know doggies of camp you know what i mean you want to make it fun so that makes it a lot of fun Dave, we've talked to a few of the defensive coaches who have talked about versatility in the cornerback room and the linebacker room. That's something that affects you, right? So those are the guys that cover you. Have you noticed some of that versatility and sort of what this defense can throw at oh, absolutely. Like bigger targets like you? Absolutely. You have, I mean, I don't want to give things away, but uh, I'm, I'm very impressed with the versatility we have on defense. There, the way uh, Elijah Moore has really been incorporated into this offense and the variety of places they're lining him up, what type of effect does he have on you as far as opening things up for you? Um, that's a good question. I feel like we're gonna uh, we're we're still learning that. You know, what I mean, you, Elijah is exceptional. You know, what I mean, he's, he and, and he's, he's he plays very passionately. You know, he wears his. His emotions on his sleeves, you know. So, um, yeah, I just, I just love seeing him compete. Uh, I think you guys saw the one-on-one uh, yesterday, of like the, to end it. You know what I mean? Like, I, you, you live for moments like that, you know. So, I'm so hyped to see him, you know, progress, see him compete, see him have a lot of fun. Everything, man. I'm not. I'm far from perfect, you know. Um, I feel like I can get better in all aspects. So I just work every, every day, like you know, to perform, to to excel in, in every aspect. We mentioned the top tight ends in the league, or media mentions them. They always mention Kelsey, Mark Andrews, 
Um, with a full year with Deshaun Watson at the top, do you think that you can solidify yourself as being in that top three? I guess time will tell, huh? We'll see. That's it. What is it about Elijah Moore that maybe opens things up for you? You know, we talk about him opening up the offense, but for you specifically, what can he do for you? Um, I mean, I think it really depends on, like, you know, like how we perform, you know, the first preseason game that we're all playing in, you know, that that, that really shows, you know, I mean, we, we can practice all day, but like when the bullets are really flying, you know, then you really know how how things go about. So, we'll, show, say it again? Is that a show Browns fans at Brown Stadium, what you guys are able to do? Absolutely. Dude, when you're talking about you know, always evolving, <clears throat> always learning, always trying to expand the toolbox here, what are maybe one or two things that you came into this camp intent on elevating, and how do you feel about the progress you have made with those areas in those goals that you've noticed? I think um, I think route running was something that I, I really wanted to better myself with. You know, um, you know, this game is a, a game of inches, so. Just being, you know, slightly open to me, you know, is, is not going to cut it anymore. I, I want to really, like, take the next step and you know, work on the right running. Deshaun has shown that he has the ability to just put it right on a dime to a spot. Lights out, and man. Exp and, exp mm -hmm. and he has that expectation and trust that whether it's you, Amari, Elijah, whoever, you guys are going to be there. I guess that not so much challenge, but just the... Uh, the attention to detail that that puts on you as a player to know that you got to be where it's going to where he's going to put it and also the confidence that you know that the ball is going to be where it's supposed to be yeah i think that just uh, falls on chemistry you know something that we've been working on a lot especially this offseason was chemistry so um just knowing what each of us were thinking you know at that exact second at that exact instinct you know uh it, it helps a lot it goes a long way the, t the trips to uh, Puerto Rico and Miami, where you guys did kind of work on the chemistry. Um, I guess, what were you guys able to do? I mean, obviously the bonding and hanging out and stuff like that, but from a football standpoint, what is it that you were really able to accomplish with him in those two trips when you talk about that chemistry factor? I mean, we uh, definitely the work, you know, I feel like we have a better understanding of how we think, you know, how each of us thinks, you know, when it comes to like tight ends, quarterbacks, tight ends, receivers, receivers, quarterbacks, like we know, we know what each other, like we're, we're thinking together, you know, um, I think that helps a lot. David, I know you weren't, uh, Joe was here in your rookie year, Joe Thomas. Um, so you, you didn't get a ton of time with him, but mm -hmm. how cool was it to see him go into the hall? It was Saturday? awesome, man, just seeing him walk uh, down that strip during the Hall of Fame games, you know, I, we met eye to eye, you know, quick little, you know, that's, that's my guy. So I'm, so I'm so proud of him, happy for him, happy for them. What, what did you learn from him in that time you had with him? Grit, man, grit. You know, as you guys know, he hasn't missed a snap, you know, and like, you know, all those numbers and it's just like, you know, this, this game's a very physical sport, you know, so like just, you know, him like pushing through whatever injury he had, whatever, you know, whatever he was feeling to push to and, 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 and uh, tally up all those plays consistently. That was not an easy task, you know, so give him all the kudos in the world because he really deserved it. What has helped you last week? What has helped you maybe push through some of those moments where, you know, maybe things are weighing on you and not going your way? And just 
what what has gotten you through some of those tough times? I'd say um, I'd say le leaning on your teammates, and this goes for you know all players. You know when when things are hitting the fan, when you feel like things are going too fast, you know you got to lean on your teammates because these are your, your brothers in, in essence. You know what I mean you're going to war with them week in and week out. You know so uh, I'm sure they're more than welcome to uh, you know help you through any t like hard times or whatever. So appreciate it. Hey guys, thanks, thanks for That's today's From the Podium podcast. You can like and subscribe today to Cleveland Browns Daily and more podcasts. You can also subscribe to From the Podium podcast or wherever you get your podcasts to find more episodes. Be sure to check out all of the Browns social media platforms, clevelandbrowns.com, the Browns mobile app, and our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash browns, for the latest news and practice recaps from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus here in Berea. I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for listening to the Browns from the Podium podcast.